Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I'm really happy to be joined again today by Dominic Wallington, who is the head of European Equity with RBC Global Asset Management. Uh, Dominic, welcome. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing? I am great, and uh, you look fantastic. You've had a good summer thus far? Yeah, it's been lovely. The, the weather was awful, but got better. So it's British, basically. Uh, <laughs> we make the most of it. Very good, and uh, you know, Dominic, your 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 last uh, your last visit was one of the most popular uh, podcasts we've had thus far uh, in terms of listenership and uh, and feedback, and it, and it was around the whole idea, and, and we're going to extend the concept a little bit here, uh, but the but the last time we were we were it was thinking about the fashion industry and giving basically credit to the fashion industry for the level of innovation. We often think of innovation in big technology firms, uh, emerging technology firms, but there's lots of innovation going on in other businesses as well. And so today, and you, you've, you've been talking recently about the digitization of the industrial world. And the industrial world's become a little bit more popular, particularly early in the year from an investment perspective, some of the value there, but you've got some thoughts about what's evolving in, in with technology in this world, which again, pushes these companies forward and makes them more attractive investments. Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us what you've been thinking about? Yeah, great. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. It's about digitization. It's about uh, manufacturing companies, the, the industrial companies broadly. And we've said for a while that we thought that uh, digitization, the new technologies coming through at the moment, they were predominantly enabling technologies and that we were very early within uh, the overall process of, of having a cycle uh, of renewed uh, uh, innovation and technology. And Andy Grove, who ran Intel, he wrote the book, uh, Only the Paranoid Survive, the, the book that makes us look over our shoulders when we're at work. Um, he also said all companies would become internet companies. There would be no choice. And I think uh, that's proving to be correct. And we're seeing it in the industrial landscape at the moment, some great opportunities from a European perspective. And I was trying to think of the best way to describe what's happening. And I, I think um, the example of the A380, the big Airbus, the super jumbo, yes. is a good example. Uh, it was the, the design of it, the innovation of it started in 1988. And by 2000, it was estimated that the cost of the entire project would be nine and a half billion euros, but there was a big delay uh, over two years. And the project ultimately came in at about $25 billion. And that was the difference because they don't make them anymore. That was the difference between the project making money or not making money. And it, it didn't recover its costs. And the primary problem was the cabling in, in the aircraft, believe it or not. So there are 330 miles of there's 330 miles of cabling in an A380. Wow. Um, there's a th thousands of, of wires, 40,000 connectors, and um, the people who were undertaking the installation were uh, provided with 20 foot wide schematics, paper maps, if if you will, of how the wires had to be put into the aircraft. And my, um, my brother-in-law, he's an aeronautical engineer, he worked on this project. He said it was almost impossible. And this is one of the primary reasons for the, the delays that we saw. But now, 
Um, Boeing and the other ma uh, major manufacturers, they use uh, augmented reality. So the engineers who put this wiring in, they wear the glasses, they walk into the aircraft, they roam around the aircraft and they can see um, the, the wiring rendered into the aircraft so they know where to put it and they can communicate with uh, the, the AI that's helping to drive this uh, on a hands-free basis. And this has improved the sort of first order quality of installation by 90%. It's a remarkable change. And we're seeing these sorts of things affecting the industrial landscape all the time. And, and the kinds of companies that are selling it are very attractive uh, um, investments for us. And, and, and these companies, are they, are they primarily found in the United States or are there, are there some, some really interesting technology plays in, in the European market? Yeah, um, that's a great question because it's it's actually something where we can celebrate Europe to a certain extent. Um, but it, it's uh, a question of the fact that it was more difficult to run these sort of um, industrial automation and software companies in Europe because we can never get the scale that you do in, in North America. So um, there's a lot more operational technology in, in North America because a lot of that, it, it takes advantage of, of economies of scale. It's easy to roll out and they have the volumes to support it. So the European manufacturers of, of these sorts of products, they move towards uh, information technology. So it's the sort of symbiotic relationship between industrial uh, machinery uh, automation and information technology that's really leaping ahead and there's some great great players of, of um, these these uh, sorts of products within the European market one uh, which is in the portfolio that, that very recently um, produced results that were well ahead of GDP growth you know double digit growth improving margins uh, reducing uh, capital intensity so that means it costs them less to grow than it did before uh, and less just to sustain themselves and therefore much uh, higher levels of free cash flow and they were talking about a product whereby um, they're, they're running um, digital twins so for everything they make they can now construct a, a digital version of it all the way from the beginning whether that's 3D maps that are built by sensors or computer-aided engineering underpinned by AI and, and machine learning, um, all of that can be manipulated. And then uh, you, you can simulate these things on a digital basis uh, all the way through to having predictive maintenance. So it's end-to-end -end and it, it's going to completely change the industrial process, I believe. Wow, fantastic. Well, uh, I, I, I just have one more question, just to just to tie your uh, your your two appearances together. I, I, I take it the virtual reality glasses because they're designed in Europe with the innovative fashion sense. There, they're uh, they're quite fashion forward and stylish. The, the VR glasses. I'm not sure you could say that at the moment. They're okay uh, inside the an aircraft, but but um, no doubt we'll get there. We'll get there. Not, not something we'll see out on the street anytime soon. Well, Dominic, it's always fascinating to, uh, to talk to you and, and, uh, and, and, and sort of understand what, you, what you're looking at and thinking about, because uh, you're always thinking about big picture uh, trends that are emerging. It's a, it's a big part of the way you think about investing. 
So, uh, so, so thanks for your time and, and please enjoy the rest of the summer. Hopefully the weather keeps up over there in, uh, in England. Thanks very much, Dave, and have a good day. Thank you.